Open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin Knowledge. Hi, my name is Eric Lombroso. I'm a Bitcoin Core contributor and also Cypherx CEO. Today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about protocol upgrades and the difference between hard forks and soft forks. As opposed to a lot of other kinds of software systems, Bitcoin has a very big problem with the deployment logistics whenever there's any change in the protocol. And this is because the way that Bitcoin works requires all the nodes to agree on consensus rules. This is very important because this is what determines what transactions end up considered valid on the network. And if different people disagree, uh, then there's going to be different, uh, different histories that can be incompatible and different people might think that different people own different amounts of Bitcoin. And obviously this is, this is not good. So, uh, in most kinds of software systems, uh, when you do a version upgrade, uh, usually the new version is is released uh, in, in a way where people can can download and upgrade, you know, the upgrade and install it. And uh, the file formats can be made backwards or forwards compatible so that the new new uh, new software can read the old formats. Um, and and usually uh, it's it's not too big of a problem because because uh, you know. F Different documents can be converted back and forth, and it's pretty simple for people to be able to to, to migrate. Also, with with network applications or with, or with like things like web browsers, it, it's it's simple for people to add new new features to uh, to the protocol. And, and and new new browsers that do not or old browsers that do not support the feature uh, can just simply show like an empty box or something that that shows that you know that feature is not supported. Uh, that's not a big problem with these kinds of systems. But but in the case of a, of, of a decentralized consensus network like Bitcoin. Uh, you, you cannot do this because if not everyone agrees on, on exactly what's valid, uh, th then this invalidates the whole premise of the system, uh, which is that uh, everyone needs to agree on the same history. So the, the, the actual data structures that are used to send information back and forth between nodes uh, have version numbers, but these, these version numbers cannot just be changed and then have new uh, new software that can just uh, detect the new ones and the old ones ignore it, because because everything in in, uh, in Bitcoin requires cryptographic signatures. Um, all the data that's put there uh, must be uh, hashed, and 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 and, there, and you know all the all the commitments are based on these things hashing to the correct values and and the signatures uh, signing the correct data, uh, which means that if if a particular uh, software does not understand a particular data field uh, and it cannot validate it. Uh, it makes it really, really difficult to make sure that uh, that, that everyone's going to agree on the same history. So, uh, fast forward a little bit from the beginning of Bitcoin, and, and when you then had to have this, you know, deployment of a new uh, set of protocol rules, the deployment logistics became a really big issue because now it was not so easy to just have everyone come to download the new version of the of the software uh, upon release and, and expect everyone to be able to do it in a timely fashion. There might be some people that, that either don't want to upgrade right away or can't upgrade or maybe didn't get the message, etc. Um, so, so, so this creates a really big logistics problem. 
the the so softworks were 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 discovered as a way to be able to deploy new uh, new rules to the network uh, and, and getting around a lot of the the complications of this. You still want everyone to upgrade eventually because uh, when you're changing the rules, uh, if there's rules you cannot validate, then then you're not you're not getting the the, the complete security of the system. However, um, you know any kind of protocol change that, that that changes the validation rules is going to require everyone to eventually upgrade if they really do want to be able to validate the rules, whether it's a hard fork or a soft fork. But in the case of a soft fork, uh, we're only adding new rules. We're not we're not removing any of the validation rules that are already there. Uh, this means that. Uh, you know, things that were valid in the past might become invalid because now there's a, a, another check that, that needs to pass before it's considered valid. Uh, but stuff that was invalid in the past will still con continue to fail all the tests. So, so this is still something that uh, that allows us to 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 have a, a heterogeneous network with nodes that support um, you know the old rules and the no the new rules on the network at the same time and still be able to pass messages back and forth to each other uh, and, and and still agree on the same history. Now, the miners do have to upgrade though, because miners are the ones that actually, uh, you know, uh, actually secure the transactions and, and make sure that the history, uh, you know, the, that the history actually ends up converging. So, so miners do need to upgrade, but but the rest of the ecosystem, uh, if it doesn't all upgrade immediately, uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's not going to split the network. It's not going to create, uh, you know, uh, disagreements on on the transaction history. In the case of a hard fork, uh, you can have a situation where where rules that you know, where, where things that were valid, but were, were invalid before become valid. And, and what this means is that now you have a situation where, where different nodes uh, that, that uh, you know, might treat the same data as, you know, one might treat something as being valid while the other one treats it as being invalid. Um, and there really is no way to consolidate this. It doesn't converge on a particular history. In the case of a soft fork, you do have a convergence. What happens is after the soft fork activates, uh, the nodes that were uh, validating under the old rules are still going to converge on the, the node that's validating under the new rules because the new rules are more strict. So, so anything that followed the old rules, uh, you know, anything that follows the new rules will also have followed the old rules. So, so this means that upon activation of the fork, as soon as the network transitions to the new rule, um, all the nodes are going to want to converge to the same history. In the case of a hard fork, this does not happen. In the case of a hard fork, what happens is once it activates, uh, the network actually diverges. There, there's no convergence to this. Old nodes uh, are going to get pushed off into a separate network, and, and they're not going to converge onto the same network as the new nodes. So this is a very significant problem for activation. In the case of a soft fork, uh, if, say, 95% of miners are, are uh, only accepting blocks that, are, that, you know, that, that follow the new rules, um, it, there's a very, very, very little incentive for anyone to try to you know, um, change the rules at that point because everyone's going to converge to that. Even if someone tries to spam the network with a whole bunch of stuff, or you know, even like spend a lot of money to to try to mine blocks that, that do not uh, that do not fit the the you know the, the, that are invalid, eventually the network is going to tend towards the towards the new rules. In the case of a hard fork, this is not the case. Even if there's a, min a minority fork that uh, that that represents you know that that is uh, forked off, um, they could still uh, you know lobby sufficient miners to try to get more. Uh, hash rate and if they if they're if they're able to flip the hash rate again then uh, that creates a huge reorganization of the entire network of the entire blockchain and, and they can actually force the rules to, to change back again um, in the case of a soft fork this only happens when the rule does not activate um, when the rule does not activate uh, miners could still try to force the rule to activate later but but this is a power that miners already have miners can already enforce 
you can already select which transactions, even if they're valid, they want to include in their blocks or not. So, so this isn't actually giving miners any additional uh, powers that they didn't have before. It just coordinates it so that everyone is on the same page and understands that there's a rule change happening. And then this is where signaling comes in. This is where something like BIP9 comes into play. Um, it, it's not really a voting mechanism. They're, they're, we, we don't want to politicize mining in, in, in Bitcoin because this really much this really defeats the the, the core security premise of, of, of Satoshi's idea. Uh, if, if you can have 51% of the network agree on some rule uh, that's hostile to the other 49%, uh, this is a big problem. This is, this is a, a very destabilizing force on the system. And, and uh, if, if this is able to happen, uh, most likely the network will not be able to, to, to stay together. It'll fragment. So in the case of something like BIP9, you have a signaling which allows other nodes to know when a new, new rule is going to be activated and, and to coordinate. So this is a, a logistics uh, deployment issue uh, where, where, uh, where you uh, are able to know whether other nodes are ready to process uh, plo blocks with the new rules. And, and so that allows uh, you know, uh, users to know whether it's safe to accept certain types of transactions or not. Uh, that might have been, you know, valid under the old rules that are, you know, that are no, that are not being, that were not being validated by the old nodes. Uh, so, so once the sufficient network uh, hash power exists that can that can actually uh, validate the transactions and uh, and 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 commit to that history, uh, then it becomes safe for people to accept that kind of new, uh, you know, the transactions that, that that must also obey that new rule. And amazingly, it turns out that by by even though at first it seemed like uh, soft forks were a very serious limitation uh, as far as what we could do, we could not change any rule however we want. It turns out that we can actually uh, support almost any new feature by carving out a space within this new set of validation rules that we can add to the system. So um, th it turns out that you know there's actually very few things that cannot be added to the network with a soft fork. Uh, and this eliminates all the issues pertaining to flag days and making sure that everyone's upgraded on time. And if not, then, you know, people being thrown off the network. And so this is why softworks are considered generally much, much safer. This does not mean that we can solve all problems with softworks. But softworks are something that we've already done before many times. Uh, it's something that, we, that we've gotten good at doing. Uh, and, and we've done it securely many, many times in the past. Whereas hard forks are something that we've never done intentionally. We've never actually deployed an intentional hard fork. And it's going to still require quite a bit of research to make sure, you know, how we can, to figure out how we can do it and to be able to do it safely. In addition, softworks also allow us to deploy multiple protocol changes simultaneously and not really care in which order they activate, which is something that's, that's much harder to, to coordinate with hard forks. The reason why, why activation order uh, is more flexible with softworks is because uh, the, the rules, the rule changes must be must be structured in a way that they're usually composable. Not all the time. There, there are some situations where maybe one rule depends on another. But, but in general, if you just have a sequence of, of checks where the first one that fails fails the whole operation and all of them need to pass, um, it makes it pretty simple to, to architect a system where you can compose different rules um, and, and not really care in which order they, they necessarily get, get um, checked which means that you could have multiple soft forks deployed simultaneously and, and have them activate in different orders and, and not really care. Uh, it's not going to break the network in, in, in any of those, whichever way it happens. 
One last thing I want to say about, about hard forks and uh, or about forks in general, but this is more of a problem with hard forks, is that if there's a politically divisive climate, if there's if there's, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, if, if the community is really split on, on any any divisive issue, uh, it becomes much, much, much more dangerous to deploy any kind of protocol rule change. Um, uh, we, we really think that that in order to, to do these deployments safely, we need to have, uh, you know, more of the community uh, together, you know, uh, uh, willing to cooperate um, if there's any issues if there's like a problem between like miners and developers and you know there needs to be some coordination to fix the issue and and, and they're they're mad at each other obviously this is this is not going to be a good thing for for any of us uh, so so it's very important that we that we cooperate and, and that we that we're able to build consensus in the community before we actually deploy this and, and activate it uh, and and it is my own personal belief that that if we cannot do that then the safest thing to do is is to is to you know stick with the status quo um, I would love to see a lot of you know changes to, to the network you know to, to the rules in the network uh, a lot of new features that we think are really really cool that we want to add to it um, uh, I think that we need to work on on, on, on being you know being being better at, at, at making the case for why it's a good idea to have that stuff you know take place and and in the case of, of, a, of a hard fork this is much 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 more dangerous uh, because of the because of the lack of convergence issue uh, you can really have two two separate networks form out of it that are hostile to one another uh, fighting against each other uh, attacking one another uh, and, and this is going to get really ugly it, it's not good for for us it's not good for business uh, it, it's not going to be it's not going to do good things for bitcoin uh, so, so we really don't want to see that happen Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.